Two Guys, One Shaker Cup Podcast, hosted by Joshua Shaw and Ryan Buckeye. What's going on, everybody? Welcome inside Two Guys, One Shaker Cup, Josh Shaw, Ryan Buckeye. I think about this topic that we're going to talk about today actually quite frequently because I think, Josh, you and I are able to, I guess, sort of live the American dream, live our dream or live this idea that we had when we both entered grad school. And we've talked about this on previous episodes of the podcast. Like, we went to grad school, spent all this money because at one point in our life, we didn't want to work for somebody anymore. We wanted to work for ourselves and run our own business. But Josh tossed out a great question, and it actually stopped provoking. And like I mentioned, it's something I think about quite often is like, if you weren't in what you're doing now, and specifically if you couldn't work a fitness or health-related job because that's where both of our careers are in, like what the, what the hell would you do? What would you do? And I, um, you know, I think about what I wanted to be when I was a kid, and I got to live that life for a long time. Um, I, I don't know if I've actually ever sat and thought about, thought about a professional real job. Like what would I want to do? And um, so, Josh, let me ask you. As a kid, we all had dreams and aspirations of being something as a child. Yours might have been a professional chess player. I don't know, but I'd like to hear, like, what did you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> I think you're going to be surprised to hear that it's probably pretty close to that. Um, I think, you know, any um, young boy, I think it, you, your first kind of initial thought is always like towards something sports. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I think that that's kind of always where you go. Um, eventually you you figure out or you somebody kind of knocks in your head that it's so unrealistic that uh, you should start to focus on something else. But uh, I remember in those dream suckers. That, yeah, those I know it always ruining things for us. I know I, I, I tell you this when I have a kid, definitely not going to do that. I'm yeah. going to like, go for whatever you want to do. That's right. Um, damn it. But uh, but I remember in elementary school or maybe early middle school, I can't remember, but it was, you know, very early on, um, we had to write a research paper. It was kind of that uh, it was around the idea of like having to actually learn how to do a research paper, but it just so happened to like do a job, like the job that you would want to do when you were, uh, when you're an adult. And for, for whatever reason, I, I don't know why I picked this one, but, uh, I wanted to be a judge. I, I don't, I, I don't know, which was there a actually, movie? Was there a cartoon? Like I, you know, judge Judy was like, judge you, Judy on your house all the time. Yeah, like what, why, why would that be what I picked? I absolutely no. I don't know if it was because I learned that how much they made or what. <laughs> Probably you greedy bastards by exactly. I don't know what it was, but it was like I don't know political aspirations. Maybe I was like, wait, maybe this is my way. I don't think I was thinking about that as a kid. But it's funny because even though I picked that at such a young age, it actually was like a intertwined into my a story for quite a while. Uh, I think I mentioned when we talked about you know how do we get into. Uh, our fitness careers, like how did we become an entrepreneur in this uh, space? Um, I talked about how, uh, you know, I got, went to the law school exams and whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was still kind of on that track, even in my uh, early twenties. So it was kind of, you know, from probably over a decade for some reason, um, I was on this kick about law. Uh, You know, I kind of was going totally to the extreme of it, uh, being a judge uh, when I was a kid, but uh, even, uh, as recent as you know, a decade ago, I was still thinking about being um, some aspect of an attorney. So close to being a uh, chess master, but uh, maybe a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially if you would become an attorney, you'd have to make those checkmates all the time in your closing arguments, my friend. You would definitely do it. I mean, and, and you know, I think about it now, like what you do in in your consulting business, like knowing business law is very important. So you still kind of incorporate some of like that law into what you do. I mean, obviously you know what you can and cannot do in terms of business. You have to provide the correct information as possible. Uh, most people know about what I wanted to be when I grew up. It was a pro wrestler and I had that, that dream and aspiration since I was a little boy. We used to make paper belts in my house and like, 
play wrestling in the in the living room with my brothers. And then when I was 16, I got involved and did it for 10 years and got a tryout with WWE. So I got to live that childhood dream that most people don't get to live. And to Josh's point, my dad said, give that shit up. My mom said, go for it. I went for it and I got a chance to, to do it. So that's kind of my leeway into fitness. But I think if I wasn't in this world, like I, I'm all about presentation and presenting. Like I've always loved being in front of people. And I actually interviewed at my alma mater to be a college professor, got offered the job, and I turned it down because the, I just didn't want to spend that much time on campus. It was like a two-hour drive mm-hmm. there and back. So I've always had this aspiration of being a collegiate professor because I loved school. I, like, I love that environment. College campus, it's, to me, my four years in college were amazing, not just because of the stuff, the extracurriculars that I did, which was great, uh, but like just going to school, going to class, all that type of stuff um, was super super fun for me. I can't imagine going back to it now. I mean, from where we're at. So, um, but that would be one realm of, of career. I think I would at least try to pursue grand college professors really don't make a lot of money as much as people think that they do. Uh, grand, they work maybe nine months of the year, but unless you have a doctorate, then you make a little bit more, but for not a lot of people are pursuing doctorates anymore and you can get a college professor job with an MBA uh, or even you can get a college professor job with just a ton of experience now. The pay rate is just different. But it's, it's, just, it's crazy to think about this question because you sit back in our chair and you realize like maybe how lucky we actually have it that we made it this far in what we're doing because when you find yourself scratching the service or trying to figure out in your head like what really would I want to do, like what I'm interested in, it's kind of a scary thought to have. Yeah, I think that for me it's probably a little bit – a little bit easier, I think, just because though the categories of business that I deal in is, you know, the things that could be geared towards like fitness related or, or health related type of items, um, I definitely think that my transition um, is probably already like it's still going to go in that direction the way that I even think um, it was going to go anyways. Um, not not to say that the lawyer thing, but, you know, where I kind of got um, initially kind of interested in in business and entrepreneurship and, and everything in general was my dad um, kind of got me involved in his business pretty early. I mean, when I was super young, I, I, I did like odds and ends and, and he owned a gas station convenience store and, and a, uh, uh, he was a mechanic. So he also had a bunch of like bays that uh, he yeah. did uh, car work out of. But as like a young kid, eight, nine, 10 years old, whatever, like I would just go and, you know, maybe run around and help people pump their gas if they needed help or whatever it, it was that people give me a dollar and I was excited. Uh, but when I got to, I think it was like 14, 15 years old, I started to take an interest more on the back of the house of the convenience um, type of operation. So a lot of like bookkeeping, inventories, things like that. i um, just try to understand a little bit. And he kind of initially kind of pushed me towards that and said, Hey, you know, if you're interested in it, you know, maybe you should start to think about this. And that was when I kind of thought about accounting. That was kind of my original. That's where my undergrad is in, is in accounting. Um, and then, like I said, I went to um, went to do the law school exams. Uh, but the plan was still even in law school was to do like tax law or corporate law. It wasn't really to do criminal law or, or something like that. It was very much geared towards business transactions and, and really understanding more of how to manipulate um, those laws for the benefit of, of capitalism, I guess. So it, um, you know, I changed the category, I think, because I just so happened in 2006 area, I got also really interested in like fitness and health. And 
I got involved with like bodybuilding.com and got a job in the industry as like a remote kind of, you know, early job. And that kind of changed the way that I thought about business because my passion also was intertwined with a job that I could see doing post uh, MBA. I didn't end up going in that direction. I ended up kind of veering off there, but it initially that's why I changed at least the category. But the interest in non-fitness related things are still very apparent in what I do every day. It just so happens that um, I saw an opportunity to do what I was passionate about, but also do things that my how my brain works best. I right. Guess. So if you want, so I guess. So to me, I, it's it was it's more easy for me to think about, it, and I guess I'll expand on it a little bit after we talk a little bit more about just kind of where I think maybe my life goes in the in the future and why maybe it maybe makes a lot more sense. But it, it's a lot probably more easy for me because I think I'm still very close to the fire. I'm just not 100% in it now. Yeah. What did, what did your mom do growing up? Preschool teacher. Okay. You never had an interest in, in what she did, but more so like you said, you went with your dad and, and did some of the back shop stuff, sort of pushed into the accounting realm. But um, – yeah, like, like with me, I, I like to know like what people's parents do because sometimes like that'll sort of direct you. In what, so in your case, like what your dad did allowed you to do these things that you enjoyed and which is why you went and got the accounting degree in your undergrad, right? Yeah, because so, I think – I mean he would have liked me to, to probably fix cars though. He, try, he tried that very hard. I think uh, for many summers he tried to teach me all the ins and outs of, of uh, fixing cars. But I just – not that I don't enjoy hard work. Uh, I – think about hard work probably different than most people, but sure. I just never really got my, I, I just never understood the, the concept of, of the fixing the cars, the, the uh, growing up in Youngstown, Ohio, which is very much blue collar, very much like a hardworking, mm-hmm. uh, warehouse or like a manufacturing town. Uh, for some reason, I, I think as a kid, I was like, so anti that I saw the, the bad side of when everything turned to rust. And I was like, I need to do something completely different. I don't want to be one of these types of people. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I, I think that I was lucky enough that my dad was an entrepreneur as well, because if that wasn't the case, I don't know where I would have went or to your point. I mean, it's it's an important question to ask, because that does have a bunch of effect on where you ultimately go, mm-hmm. because if he didn't own that business, I I don't I don't know. Maybe I would still be right. Maybe fixing cars. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's interesting when you think about your parents and those listening to you, like how did your parents influence you and the career you chose today? And for me kind of two ways, like similar to Josh, my dad worked two jobs growing up. He worked at a full service auto mechanic shop, gas station. So like I would help him pump gas and like, I'd see him work on cars. He also managed a car quest or it's not like advanced auto parts. So he was very much into fixing cars. And I thought like, that's what I want to do in high school. Um, you know, obviously I had the pro wrestling dreams. I just didn't know if that was a reality. I didn't know how to start. But then in high school, I took sort of your, your trade classes. I did the mechanics one and mechanics two. And I was like, I'm going to be an auto mechanic. And the reason why I changed my mind at that point was because, like, I realized how complicated cars were becoming with all these electronics. And I was so used to just, like, changing alternators and oil and kind of more the, the – some people, it's not simple. But to me, it's simple. Like, I refuse today, Josh, to take my car into a dealership to get fixed if I don't have to. Like, I still very much enjoy working on my own cars. It just kind of brings back nostalgia a little bit, brings up the feeling like I'm accomplished, I can do things. Um, you know, my mom managed like a video store, the grocery store. So what what they did for me was, A, I thought I was going to do what my dad kind of did, but also I realized like how hard they were working and they were working multiple jobs, not just one, but two jobs. And I made a decision like, I don't want to do that. Like I want to work one job where I can make enough money that I can provide everything for myself, my family, whatever it might be. So my parents really influenced and impacted me 
into what I'm doing today because I saw kind of the lives that they were living and how hard they worked to support for us kids. So it made me want to be better, made me want to go to college. I think I mentioned this on a previous episode. I'm the first person in my family to ever go to college. Uh, I took on a ton of debt to do it, you know, but like I realized like if I did not do that, if I had not gone to Eau Claire, Wisconsin to undergrad in marketing, I'd probably be still in my hometown. I probably would be working at an auto shop, you know? So like it's, it's, it's interesting to think like they may not always directly impact your decisions as you grow old in terms of what you're going to do. They might not give you something that you can do to say, yep, I love doing this, or they might not push you in the one direction or the other, but they may just have an impact that they don't even know it. And that for me was always my thing. It's like they didn't know they had an impact on me, but I knew I didn't want that life. Not that it was bad, but it's just like, you know, they struggle to provide because much like your hometown, it wasn't was rich town. It was a manufacturing town. People lived paycheck to paycheck. They really did. Uh, so it's like I made a vow to myself early on. It's like I can't do that. So I decided to change my aspirations of being this auto mechanic and pursue business in high school. And I fell in love with marketing. And I said, this is, this is something I can do. It seems pretty easy. And um, that's ultimately like why I went to college. So you know, the overlying question on this episode is like, what would you do if you weren't in this fitness or health-related job? It obviously would still be something within marketing would be my thing. I ran a brand at General Mills. I loved it. You know, you, you, you're in charge of a – I was in charge of a $140 million book of business, which is kind of a cool feeling to have. Um, but then you can look at some of these big brands like, is there an opportunity for me to be a brand manager at Coca-Cola or Pepsi or some of these legacy brands that would be kind of a cool thing to sort of cross off your list? But that's really like – I would still be doing that for sure. I would still be at General Mills today if Fitness Informant had not blown up. There was no reason for me to leave. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Made good money. Um, which brings me to my question for you is like, have you ever, like outside of your consulting stuff, have you ever had like a full-time position with a company outside fitness and health, like with like a, a Whole Foods or anything that you can, like before you had your own business, before you joined sports nutrition, the world of fitness, like did you ever have, I don't want to say real job because that's not fair, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like did you work for somebody before you started doing all this other stuff? Yeah, probably my shortest uh, job was probably the one that was the most impactful, I guess, in terms of um, it just and I'll explain a little bit about timing of why it was so short. But I spent five months at Microsoft. Um, oh, so in Seattle, basically. Yeah. So I was what, say it again. Were you in Seattle? No, I was, so I was in their finance division, uh, international finance division. It was in actually Reno, Nevada. So one of the okay. funnels that um, took a lot of the money in. So there was the team. And what I worked on was uh, something extremely kind of nerdy uh, accounting stuff, but it was around um, financial or uh, revenue recognition, so international revenue recognition. So we we looked a lot around like the big contracts of Department of Defense and and you know these hundred million dollar contracts that had a bunch of different elements in it. So sometimes it had um, different software, it had different cloud services, had different. But in terms of like the um, accounting rules, you could only recognize revenue maybe sometimes on a subscription. Sure. Sometimes you can do it all at once, depending on the time frame. So it was a lot around um, actually making sure that the stock prices hit uh, the levels that analysts expected. So it was a lot of times it was uh, really trying to walk that line there. But I was only there for for five months, and it was by far probably one of the most challenging environments that I'd ever been in because you're around a lot of people that are extremely intelligent, um, have huge aspirations. Um, I The team that I worked with was in Ireland, uh, Singapore. Um, there were some people in Washington, in Nevada, and, and I think one other place I can't remember. But it was um, So I was also around a lot of 
different um, ideologies, different ways of doing business, um, having to w walk the tightrope on those types of different um, areas. So it was very challenging, very exciting, whatever. The, the actual work that I was doing was not the most interesting because it was very much specialized towards sure. what, what I was doing. So I think that um, I didn't leave because of that. I actually left because um, Muscle Farm um, actually was looking for um, somebody like me that could kind of blend a bunch of different things together. And it just so happened that um, they came calling and I was only at Microsoft for about five months. So I had to make the decision, which was one of those decisions that a lot of people who questioned me on because um, they see you're working at Microsoft, you're making, you know, X amount of dollars, which is a lot of money. You have all these different, um, you know, options and healthcare and different uh, benefits at the campus that you can basically get everything done for you and you don't have to worry about it. Um, and then you're going to go leave for a startup that, right. you know, whatever. And it was just for me, because of entrepreneurial side of me, I wanted to make more of an impact. It didn't matter how hard and how um, impressive I was at Microsoft. Bill Gates wasn't going to walk by my desk and say, good, old, good job. You know, you made a bit, bunch of impact in our business um, at my level. So it was kind of daunting for me as a, as a young professional that wanted to make an impact. So then when Muscle Farm came around and I was you know, one of 10 or 12 employees, I could see that there was a direct line. I was working directly with the CEO. So it was like I was making an impact and that was worth way more than me than any other security or anything that I could get from Microsoft. But right. Like you said, I mean, that was probably one of the most impactful jobs for me because it, it gave me insight into, um, you know, one of the biggest five companies in the world. And that was post-MBA? That was post-MBA, yeah. Did you have any, between your undergrad and your MBA, was there a um, time with you, you spent within corporate America or did you go directly in your MBA program? No, so I had, um, during undergrad, I had um, several internships, one, like, the most prominent one was with um, with Deloitte, uh, like one mm -hmm. of the big four okay. accounting firms. So, you know, one of the uh, kind of the top of the top um, internship programs. So I had access to that. That's kind of where the international tax and all that kind of stuff kind of got into there. Um, and then I also had, I think, three or four other internships that all just so happened to be in different elements of finance or accounting. So mm -hmm. I did have um, internships, not necessarily like whatever that that's how I funded um, most of the back half of my undergrad and then my MBA. So I, I walked away with uh, probably what the average person walks away with um, in terms of debt after their undergrad. I walked away with from my MBA. So I did, I worked uh, primarily uh, throughout the whole time, but it wasn't uh, anything that was fitness related other than, like I said, I worked on a remote position. Mm -hmm. It was kind of on the side. Um, that's what got me going. Uh, while I also had like that was my side hustle. You yeah. know what I mean? My passion was my side hustle, but I knew I wasn't making a lot of money. I mean, sure, a couple hundred bucks and some free product or whatever. So it was like you know started. I started definitely from the bottom there. But yeah, I did have other access to other jobs, internships, different um, organizations that kind of taught me some different things. I guess right. Yeah, that's interesting too because like for me, obviously, we ju I just mentioned my time at General Mills and how I enjoyed it. Being within food marketing was was fun because I did an internship back in my undergrad too with Hormel, which Hormel is a big company actually, but um, they had bought Sport, which is a small, you know, obviously then all that Pepsi owns them. But uh, so like I've always been in, in food marketing, which is funny because if you think about 
what we talk about on this podcast or even what I do outside of this realm, a lot of it is nutrition-related stuff. And so this experience that I had within food marketing, whether it be back at Hormel or at General Mills, is I can apply that in conversation with people. So when people buy a box of Special K and assume that it's a good, healthy cereal, I can say, actually, it's not a good, healthy cereal, not just because Kellogg's makes it, but because I understand what goes into these things. Um, but then let's, let's revert just a little bit. Like we said, kind of like if we weren't doing fitness or health-related stuff, like what would we think we'd be doing? But here's a cool question. Like, what's the craziest thing that you'd want to do, Josh? What's something that's like you thought of before, but maybe in the back of your head thought that's just that's just fucking crazy. I wouldn't I mean, everybody would look at me and and think that's weird. But like, what's a job that you think you'd have a ton of fun at, but it just might be a crazy job to have? You know, I one of those people that I believe I make my own destiny. So I think what I'm doing right now is is pointing me towards that ideal, perfect, um, crazy, big, ambitious type of career that I want to have. Um, I kind of want to go towards, um, like venture capitalism. Like mm. the, I want to invest, I want to do, um, regardless if it's with private equity, um, a lot more early stage stuff, um, venture capital. I want to, I want to be in deals. I I want to be working within um, deals. I want to have my own money on the table in a lot of cases. I, right. I think I'm already kind of doing that in a sense with consulting because I'm kind of ground level where I'm not necessarily investing in these businesses I'm working with, but I am working with them in a very intricate level on mm. the management consulting side. But eventually I want to get to the point where um, when I do see those opportunities and I do see them a lot, uh, that I have the availability to be able to invest in those opportunities. So it kind of, like I was saying before, it kind of intertwines with what I was doing back then or what I wanted to do going to law school and getting, uh, focusing on, you know, corporate law or, or tax law or something like that, where a lot of it was going to be getting to this point where I was going to be in very um, high level negotiations for different aspects of equity or whatever, deal making. And have that ability to be in those high pressure situations and be able to um, take a lot of risk, um, you know, get a lot of reward and, and be able to balance that. Um, that is where a lot of the excitement, at least in my eyes, is I know that by a lot of people listening to this or watching this is probably going to laugh because they're like, Ryan just asked, what's the craziest thing you could do? And you just said you wanted to be um, somebody that's dealing in mergers and acquisitions or, or, or um, investments. Like yeah. that's, what I, that's what I think is a, is a crazy job to do. But I don't know. That's just always been what I find interesting. Like that to me is where I want my retirement to be. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I don't think about retirement in the sense of like I'm going to sit back and kick my feet up. I think I want to be able to uh, use my money the way I want to use it, invest in passionate entrepreneurs and, and be able to, to be around that excitement for a lot of years to come. So like I think all of my path is is kind of going in that direction. So it might not seem like that's all exciting. Like I'm not going to open up a trampoline park, even though I think that would be super fun. I don't know if you've ever did trampoline parks. No, but I need to. Trust me, you need to do it. You need yeah. to do it. But it's, a, but, it's a, <laughs> but it's one of those things like I don't know. That's my crazy big ambitious like career. And I think I'm already kind of on that fringe there. I don't think this is something that like I have to wait until I'm 65 to do sure. in 30 years. I think this is, I've already been building towards that, uh, towards that path. It's just a matter of uh, when things align correctly. So you, would you be more like Mark Cuban or Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank? Because maybe now, now I'll say Josh, Josh maybe didn't say anything too crazy out there, but now I'll say, well, maybe he'd be on, he's on Shark Tank. Now it's a little crazy. Now it's a little crazier and you're investing in passionate entrepreneurs, your own money. Uh, in that sense. So if you're the next Kevin O'Leary and you can drink wine, own wine companies and make a shit ton of money, 
that's a pretty cool gig, man. That yeah, I would uh, say I, I would say I'm definitely probably more geared towards like Mark Cuban because I I like I'm not super refined. I don't like fancy things. I don't like I'm just like a like like Mark's a, a guy from Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania, just like a, a pretty laid back. At least that's how he portrays himself. I don't yeah. know. I don't know him personally, so I don't know. But um, I think that's just kind of how I would be. I'm not really impressed by a lot of the fancy stuff or whatever. I'm more just interested in doing really cool shit. And I think that access to other people that are passionate doing cool shit, like if you have access to that yeah. and you have a lot of access to that, to me, that's super exciting. So that's where kind of my head is at. So it's probably a different, uh, different thing than um, most people, if we ask that question to, would, would answer it. But uh, yeah, maybe that's really telling of me. I don't know. Josh says he's not a guy who likes fancy shit, but yet the, bo- the backdrop to his video is a nice, cute, green grass thing that seems super fancy, Josh. I mean, you... <laughs> um, mine... I'm sitting here thinking about this, like, this is going to sound really crazy. And it is. But I have an obsession with like Hollywood and I've never been there. You know, obviously being in wrestling, I've always liked this concept of acting and I've, I, I absolutely love movies. I love everything behind acting, but I really, this is, don't laugh at me, but like a, a show like Vanderpump Rules, um, I think it's on Bravo. It's like a reality TV show, right? Um, there's a guy on there named Jax and I watch him and I'm like, I want his life. I want that. That's something that I would do crazy because I feel like, Every day I'm like living in a, in a movie and like a reality show for what I'm doing and it's fun and like I watch that show and people listen to this probably like, God, Ryan, you're a fucking moron. But, you know, I just, I want to be able, I would be a reality TV show star, man. I think it'd be great. I think it would be like, I think of back in the day when Real World was on and The Miz was on and like how cool that guy was. Like, I want to be that cool guy in this reality show. I want to be the guy that with no strings attached can do whatever he wants that MTV is always going to have my back and bail me out of jail. Like that would be me just being a kid again. And I think that's what reality TV show stars are. I mean, obviously it's scripted, but it it looks fun. It looks fucking fun, fun and crazy. And I obviously like, that's probably not attainable for someone like me. And that's not like my end all be all goal like yours. That's just, if I was, if I could do something different that I hadn't done before, like that would be something that I would look to do. Cause I think it looks and seems really awesome. But what I think I'm going to do, like, is you have this, you think you're going to venture capitalist and you, and you, no doubt in my mind, you probably will. Um, you know, me, obviously I have this company outside of this that I could do for the rest of my life. I guess I have not thought in long term, like what I want to do, like, obviously there's that idea of like staying within health and fitness and maybe opening up sort of a functional food, dietary supplement, something company at some point. But man, I'm just having a good time doing what I'm doing now. So like, I think you being a venture capitalist, is not too far off, like you said, from what you're currently doing. And I think whatever my end goal is and in, in before I retire, it's going to be something similar to what I do now, whether it be dietary supplements, functional food. I don't know. Maybe I'll develop a, a brand new sea salt tomorrow and I'll make a new sea salt company. Like those types, then I'm back into like food, but it's still health related. So I think intertwining branding with fitness and health is where I'm going to end up. And that's what I'm doing now, but I think it'll be much bigger. I always have this thing. I, I talk to my wife about like, I'm building this empire. Like I want to build an empire in which inspires people and helps people live better versions of their life. So that means health and fitness or food or whatever it might be. So it's not crazy by any means. It's just patience and takes time to get there. Um, as we close up this conversation, and I know this was more of like an informal, which was actually a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this episode because it wasn't necessarily yeah. like trying to prove a point with one another or point to the listening audience, but it gave the audience maybe to understand a little bit more about you and I as a, as a person, as a people. And we've talked about personal brands here 
on this show before, and this was a, a great opportunity. Looking back on your career, whether it be school, business, was there a decision that you made that you wish you'd have made something else? Like it's a, you, you took a left when you now you know you probably should have taken a right. I don't know. I mean, I think that the one big decision that I made in at least in college was that decision not to go to um, law school. I still think about it probably more than I should um, because I believe it was not necessarily because I feel like I missed the boat on being a, a lawyer or an attorney. It's more from I believe it was going to be a very um, good challenge for me. I think it's one of those environments that uh, is very competitive. And I kind of look back at that or even looking back at the way that I kind of chose to continue my MBA at the same university I went to get my undergrad. That was more a timing thing because mm -hmm. of taking the law school exam and kind of being so behind the boat before I had to uh, apply for, for business school that it just so happened to be easier just for me to do it where they already kind of knew my, my grades and, and right. everything like that. But it's looking back and saying, could, you know, should I have maybe w tried to go to Harvard business school or Stanford like uh, business school or something that would have put me in a much more challenging setting. Um, I think that I, still think about that today. Like I, I, I put those on very high kind of standards in terms of competition. I love competition. I, I just, it's one of those things that, uh, that really is, is a part of my life. And um, I think I missed out on that boat. I wish I probably would have went in that direction. Um, but I mean, it worked out the way it worked mm -hmm. out. And, and then I think that now, um, I view college in a totally different way because of where our society is kind of going and, and that um, now as a 34-year-old over a 22-year-old making that decision on grad school, like I think about um, just self-learning and, and self everything different. So that to me, I think it's still that point where maybe I should I have went that way or whatever? I don't know, but it, it still kind of eats away at me. Right. It's, it's interesting because like we're very happy with where we're at now, obviously, but like how would that have changed things? Like, would Jay Shaw Consulting exist today if you'd gone to Harvard? Or do you think you'd be at a big firm somewhere doing, making good money? And, and for me, it's like I didn't take that collegiate professor job at Eau Claire. It's like I've always wanted to do that, and I never did it. So I always think about that. I always think about now, too, like if I ever have downtime, which I don't even know what that means. But if I did, like would I be willing to go and teach nights at a, a local university? Because I always thought that would be fun. But in a sense, I'm giving back in a totally different way. Do, do you, I was going to say, do you think even part of this – having education part of your platform on fitness informant has to do with wanting to fulfill that role of, of being a teacher. Cause I'll say, at least for me, um, I have always wanted in a way like to, to also be a college professor in a sense. Um, and I think that that is why I do so much, um, education for, um, the space that I do it in, because mm -hmm. I think it's just, um, it fulfills some aspect or a need that I've always wanted to fulfill. And, and it's my own way of doing it. I think, we maybe we both think about um, all this differently because we, we know we can we can do our own media talk about whatever we want and it's still right. reaching just as many or more people now. So I don't know if you you thought that or or not, but I I think it's probably very telling of why you. Um, sure. You know, took take this took this path. Yeah, I think if you if you've listened to this entire episode and you realize what I've done, like wrestling. I wanted to be a collegiate professor. Uh, I would be a reality TV show. Like, I'm literally doing it all today. I'm doing it. All. I mean, I am. I, I, I built a brand through marketing. 
I teach. I'm, I'm basically like the sports nutrition professor of some sorts. I mean, some people might say, and like, it's kind of like a reality TV show with Instagram stories, man. I mean, so I really kind of took like all these things that I've sort of branched out and said, like, I would do these things. I'm kind of doing them today. So um, it's not that I regret, I don't regret anything in life, to be honest with you. Like, it all led us to where we are. And to Josh's point earlier, we create our own destinies. I truly believe that as well. And um, it's, it's fun, but it's, it's it, that you ask that question. It's like, yeah, you know, I kind of am doing that. Just a, my classroom is massive at this point. You know, I don't have a 25 person classroom. I have a 15,000 person Facebook platform, which is my classroom. But um, I guess for us, for the listening audience, like it'd just be curious to have you guys think about some of these questions that we talked about. Like, are there any decisions in your life that you wish you'd made differently? I mean, you don't have to share them with us, but it's just more of a thought provoking episode and think about it, you know, like the biggest thing is like, what are your, what you're doing today? Is that what you're meant to be doing? And is that what you want to do? Because if not, you can take a leap of faith. And you can change it. And I'm not saying quit your job tomorrow and walk out with no income. Be smart about it. But um, just truly ask yourself, like, are you happy doing what you're doing? And if not, try to make a plan to change it. And sometimes that plan might not always work out, but at least you can say you tried. Because, you know, if if you and I didn't, if you didn't take the job at Muscle Farm, you left Microsoft, which is a massive company for this little lime green company that wants to sell protein powders and pre-workouts, you probably wouldn't be in this position today. And, you know, had I not left General Mills and done this, obviously that's a big leap of faith too. So we've all taken leaps of faith. And if you haven't done that yet, you know what? Do it. You got one life, man. One life to live. And during that life, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, (laughs) Spotify, here on YouTube as well. Write us a review. It helps out the algorithm so more people can discover it. And, uh, you know, obviously if you want to engage in conversation, you can go over to our two guys, one shaker cup Facebook page and engage with Josh and I as well. Um, Any parting words there, Joshua? No, I mean, I think that if um, this is a little bit different of an episode, it's probably the uh, we've probably done about 25 percent of episodes more similar to this. If people did enjoy this type of episode, we'd love to hear about it just because it helps us understand. If you guys want us to talk about stuff that's in uh, both of our lanes and it's not very personal. Hey, we'll listen to that a little bit. We'll probably still do what we want to do, but uh, (laughs) at least let us at least (laughs) let us know a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) All right. On that note, we appreciate everybody tuning in until next week. Take care. to our podcast we're on itunes spotify podbean stitcher youtube google podcast and more follow us along on our social media channels we're on facebook two guys one cup instagram and twitter